all. Welcome to this week's episode of the Shut Up, Get Up podcast. I'm your host, Mike Muldoon, and uh, thanks for joining me. I'm getting to this a little bit late this week. Uh, I normally get my uh, episodes done. I give myself a little bit more time, but uh, uh, I'm about four hours away from releasing, and I'm just getting into it now. Um, My wife decided to start her podcast this week, and I'm a co-host on that, so we got tied up with that. Had some interviews this week and then got tied up with some other stuff and then the whole family got sick. Well, not me, not yet. So the wife and the kids and everybody's down and, and finally I, I'm getting to uh, I'm getting to this week's episode. So uh, this is going to be quick. We're going to keep it fast. We're going to keep it quick, normal, you know, just keep it simple. And uh, this week we are going to talk about the power of thinking. But unlike the power of positive thinking, you know, we're going to talk about how much too much thinking can become detrimental to your health. When thinking becomes overthinking. After all, there is a need to think, but there needs to be the right amount of it to basically avoid a phenomenon called analysis paralysis. So, you know, it's basically where the more you think about a problem, the harder it becomes to make a decision or to take action because you're thinking, you know, as we talked about in the past in my, uh, you know, one of my past episodes where we talk about tears, which is, you know, your thoughts, your emotions, your actions turn into your results. Thinking leads to emotions. And when we're too emotional about something, it clouds our judgments. It's interesting. Uh, this topic basically came to me uh, this week. Uh, I don't really plan my topics out in advance. Um, sometimes I'll say, you know, I might say, oh, this week I'd like to talk about this, or maybe next week I'll talk about this. But sometimes going into the week, I'm not exactly sure. So um, I was talking to my brother this week, um, and when we get on the phone, uh, we we tend to spend a lot of time talking sports. Uh, we're both uh, my my both my brothers. I have two brothers. Uh, we're huge Jets fans, along with my uncle and uh, my buddy Jim. We're all in this chat together. Anyway, love the Jets. Don't hold it against me. It's painful. But here's the thing. Um, so we started talking this week, and obviously there's a lot of talk about Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers, you know, hemming, hawing about, well, I shouldn't say hemming, hawing. He just really wants to make the right decision for himself. And he went on, if you weren't aware of this, he went into this, uh, I guess, a spiritual retreat, four days in darkness, uh, uh, some retreat center somewhere. Sounds pretty cool. Um, And to kind of, you know, uh, meditate and and hopefully come to, you know, uh, the right decision. Anyway, it, it, it's what it, what it was doing sounded really cool, but it was funny because I was reading about it and somebody was saying, oh God, you know, if you've never done, you know, a, a short meditation like this or, or, or been alone in the dark for a short period of time, um, I just, I wouldn't recommend it. And, I, and I'm thinking to myself, whoever's saying this right now, are you kidding me? You obviously don't have uh, family obligations, business obligations, um, besides maybe running your center and a bunch of other things going on because... When I was talking about it, my brother were like, dude, could you imagine someone's going to send you, put you somewhere where you could just be by yourself for four days and nobody's going to bother you? I'm like, that's not work, man. That's a vacation. So, but anyway, 
overall, I do understand why Aaron Rodgers was doing it, and I'm not taking anything away from it. And all kidding aside, uh, the, the amount of spiritual growth that could come from something like this, uh, putting yourself in the situation it did, is is um, is is uh, pretty uh, pretty amazing, actually. Um, actually, if you read up on it yourself, um, so but uh, but it got me thinking, right? Got me thinking, like, are we spending a little too much time overthinking this thing? And I guess that's kind of why he put himself in it, because he wanted to figure out the answer for him. Anyway, this is not about Aaron Rodgers. This is not about Aaron Rodgers. What this really comes down to, and what I really want to talk about here, is that we all overthink at times. It's common nature. But see, there's a difference. See, there's overthinking to find a resolution, but then there's bad overthinking, which is to kind of just dwell in something. So like when we dwell on something, we just that's when we kind of just spin in the wheels of what ifs, right? Like what if I leave my job and it's wrong? What if I stay and it's wrong? What about if I don't do anything and it's wrong, right? The same could be said about relationships. You know, what about if I stay and I don't, it doesn't get better. What about if I leave and I don't find something better and then we don't make any decision at all? You know, even cleaning out our homes, right? Should it stay or should I go? When you're trying to, you know, clean out things, it's amazing how this thing you haven't used in weeks or months or years suddenly takes tremendous value when you suddenly got to make a decision about what you're doing with it. Kids, I mean, they're the biggest overthinkers, right? When it comes to cleaning out and donating items, you know, toys they haven't played with for years suddenly become an end-all, be-all, and a decisive moment in their lives where it's riddled with anxiety on the off chance that they just might want to play with it someday. And that's, you know, and that's the bad overthinking, right? Because the thing is, why do we do this? Well, it's our brains. If you, if you haven't, if you don't know this, you know, brains, they're computers. I mean, they're computers and our brains, they don't really shut off. I mean, they're constantly processing information and creating thoughts. You know, we talked about in the past, they're not even only doing it on a conscious level, but a subconscious level. I mean, thousands of pieces of information are coming in. Decisions are made whether accept or disregard that thought that we're having. Uh, you know, is it important? What's not important? Is this dangerous? Should I run? Am I hungry? What am I doing? It's everything. And just sometimes it's too much. Now I know what you're thinking. <laughs> Mike, are we not supposed to think things through? Well, the answer to that is... Mm, not really. You see, thinking things through, like problem solving, like trying to get to the bottom of something is, is perfectly fine. You know, equations, puzzles, analyzing, searching for an outcome, solve a problem, fine. Maybe make an informed decision, fine. But the, the thing about a lot of people who are overthinkers, a lot of times they're not trying to solve a problem. And you might be this person you know, hear me clearly. You might be this person. As I said sometimes earlier, there's no problem. Overthinkers just dwell in situations. Overthinkers dwell in all the possibilities of what could have been. Usually it's a worst case scenarios, right? AKA negative thinking, right? They worry about things from their past, things they said, done, that they can no longer be rectified, but still generate enormous worry and regret in their current life. You know, I've been guilty of this in my past. My dating life in my 20s, early 30s was riddled with overthinking and most likely due to insecurity and, and, and a complete lack of confidence. 
you know, I could say that now with growth and perspective, but then I was, I was worried, you know, if I, if I was around somebody I really liked, did I say too much? Did I say not enough? Did I get off the phone right away? Should I have done this? Should I have done that? All this. I mean, and I would obsess about like, oh, maybe I should call them back. Maybe I should get off the phone this way. Maybe I should have said this. I mean, and this was a perfect example of me overthinking things that I couldn't really change anyway, right? Because anything that happened had already passed, but it would really just dwell on my mind. What if I said this? What if I did this? You know, another area of my life that I struggled with for a long time, uh, you know, came on late in my 20s was uh, flying. You know, talk about overthinking. I'm, I'm so much better with it now. You know, I mean, I have no problem. I get on planes. I have to. I got to go places, but I'm still not an easy flyer. And, and the funny thing is, until we're actually flying, which is the ironic part, I like being up in the air, sitting in my seat, watching a movie, chatting with new people, going places. I love that. I don't mind flying. I hate getting on a plane. And for the longest time, I used to overthink that whole situation for days prior to me flying. And I'm sure there are people out there right now who know what I'm talking about. From leaving my home, to getting to the airport, to checking a bag, to getting to the gate, to waiting, 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 to getting on the plane, to find my seat, to strapping in through all the pre-flight chats, instructions, and finally takeoff. You know, but none of this is surprising to me now because two basic things that are the underlying causes in overthinking are stress and anxiety, which, you know, driven by one emotion, fear. So stress and anxiety was being created here for me, but it was driven by that, my emotion. It was being driven by fear. My fear wasn't the flying part. For me and for millions of others, because I've talked to many of you about this, the fear wasn't the flying. It was the fear of having a panic attack. You know, my overthinking wasn't did I say or not say the right thing to her. My overthinking was the fear she wouldn't like me. See, the thing is, I know that now, which is, you know, one of the keys to handling overthinking, which is to recognize what is basically known as, you know, an ant. And I'm not talking about a little critter that my kids like to run around and chase after on the on the patios. I'm talking about ant, which stands for automatic negative thought. You know, so for me, it was, you know, always getting on a plane. Oh, what if I have a panic attack? And instead of trying to, you know, now that I know that and, and instead now trying to suppress that thought because I recognize the pattern recognition, I recognize that, you know, and, and instead of me trying to now suppress that thought and make it go away, which, you know, anytime you try to suppress something, it always seems to come on worse. You know, for me now, I just acknowledge it. I welcome it and I do my best to shrug it off as well. It is what it is. And, you know, more importantly... I, you know, when I found myself in that situation or even sometimes now, I just, you know, I try to do my best to, you know, remain present. See, because people who suffer from anxiety, especially with panic attacks, we live in the past. You know, we live in the past where one time we had one and then we are worried that's going to happen in the future. And the whole thing for us becomes what ifs, what ifs, what ifs. So we overthink this whole thing to the point that we get so emotional that our, our, physio- our bodies start to sort of react in a way that it's a problem. And the key for me now is just to say, hey, the past is the past. The future's not here. Let's just take what's going on here and we'll just take this one step at a time. And that's kind of helped me out a little bit. So anyway, for anybody where this sounds, you know, familiar, maybe, you know, somebody who's an overthinker, there's a lot of different things you can do. There's a lot of different exercises and techniques out there that you can do. But for the sake of time today, we'll just talk about three of them. Number one, while we just talked about a little bit earlier, you know, with Aaron Rodgers, meditate. 
You know, shut down the thoughts, shut down the negative thoughts, shut down the chatter, you know, try to be present, be still in the moment. You know, you don't have to be a Buddhist monk. You don't have to do this for eight hours a day. Just take five to 10 minutes. I mean, because meditation, what it really does, it gives you that sense of calm, right? Because they sort of just get your brain from shutting down from all this, all this bombardment of just all this stuff coming in and meditation. It's, it's really powerful for your overall health. Right to just give her a chance to just stop and be present and not just keep filling your mind and and generating all these different emotions and and all these you know different things coming at you right it, it just allows you to just focus your attention and just you know giving you that calming sense that you need which you know might help quiet the chaos in some people's minds who are really really into that whole you know obsessive overthinking here uh, the second one is another one you can easily do it's breathe. You know, breathe. If you haven't done any research on the importance of breathing and and breathing correctly, I'd recommend it. All too many of us think uh, breathe is like breathe in, breathe out, breathe in, breathe out. But the power of really breathing and knowing how to breathe can change your life. Look, I'm guilty. I don't spend as much time as I should breathing correctly. But when I find the time to do it, it's transformative. Um, once again, giving yourself something to focus on. In this case, it's the breath, right? And you know, taking those breaths, inhales and exhales through your nose, very powerful. Um, definitely do some reading on something like that. Uh, Wim Hof technique is phenomenal. If you know, if you're not familiar with who Wim Hof is, uh, definitely Google that guy. Uh, he's an interesting fellow. But again, meditation, breathing. Now, the third one is kind of kind of plays into my wheelhouse here, which is really working with people and um, you know helping with. Um, sort of changing your life here. So if you listen to my podcasts, you know, the last, you know, since I've started, you know, I'm a fan of Tony Robbins. I mean, actually, I'm a fan of both Robbins. I'm a fan of Mel Robbins. Uh, I guess there's no relationship there. Uh, Then I'm a fan of uh, Jim Rohn, Les Brown, Neville Goddard, and many others. Over the years, I've basically become like a bastard child to many of them. Um, I've studied all of them, and all of them seem to, you know, resonate really well with me. But the one thing that I like about Tony, and Tony always talks about, and to me, I think it's probably the most important thing that you can do to stop overthinking is exactly what you, manage your story. Recognize the thoughts and the feelings and begin to understand why you were feeling that way. See, so many, so often, if you ask somebody something like, what's the matter? Oh, I'm just, I'm just a very, very nervous person. I just, I just worry about everything. I'm just not very good in relationships. I'm not very good at that. Oh no, I can never do that. These are things that people, these are the, this is what we're talking about, managing your story. Because if you don't stop that and recognize those patterns of thoughts, Right, that you're just suddenly. I, I've talked about this one time in one of my podcasts where my art teacher told me I had to quit. She says I couldn't draw. So for years, because uh, I was a kid at the time, when she said that, people would say, "Can you draw?" I was like, oh, "I can't draw." That was a story. I just kept telling myself, "I can't draw, I can't draw." And, and then until one day, I recognized, whoa, 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 where did that come from? And is that true? Uh, I'm, I'm not the best drawer still, but I don't probably spend as much time doing it. But I'm a lot better than I thought I was. But that's the real key here, because a lot of times we're overthinking things. It's that underlying thing. And a lot of times it is that fear, right? So you're overthinking something in a relationship. Oh, did I say too much? Did I do too little? Did I, should I have done more? Should I have done less? Whatever it is, it's the fear. And then why is that? And what is it maybe from your past? Maybe you're taking a past relationship, something happened there, and now you're bringing it upon this one. And because you failed there, you're like, oh, I'm not good in relationships. You're bringing that back to another relationship. You've got to recognize that you're a new you now. Like you're not that same person and you've got to start managing that story from, you know what? I'm not good in relationships. You know what? I'm actually really good in relationships. 
You know, and you know what? I'm somebody who's pretty at ease at getting things done. You know, I don't worry much about things anymore. And I know that seems tough, but the thing is, if you can start managing your story, you can start controlling your thoughts and your emotions, which is going to slow down this desire to just kind of dwell in things that really aren't servicing you. They're just not servicing you. So, I mean, again, that's something that can help you out with thinking, overthinking, is to really just understand where it's coming from instead of just saying, well, that's just who I am. You know, I just worry about everything. No, that's just a story you're telling yourself because it's not really who you have to be. Okay. And the key really here is to understand that if you're an overthinker, one of the biggest impacts it's really having on your life is kind of what I'm talking about on my podcast all the time. What I'm talking about is you need you know, life is not about existing. It's about living and it's trying to figure out how you can live the best of it. And again, we've talked about this past. It's not always easy. Sometimes it's going to take you a little bit longer to get to where you want to live, but you got to look at life and you got to want to just want to live it to the fullest. And if you're not doing that, and if you're letting overthinking get in your way, then overthinking is going to dictate how you interact with the world, how you handle various situations, how you handle relationships, how you handle getting on a plane to go somewhere, how you handle dealing with other people, how you handle everything. And you're going to start finding out that the joy in your life is being limited because of this thing that realistically, if you just can understand your, your, you know, where it's coming from, that that story that you keep telling yourself isn't necessarily the story you've got to have, that you've got to live by. That in that relationship, I'm not questioning Maybe I should have said this. Maybe I should that. No, no, no. Just understand it. You're a good person. Whatever whatever happened there and however those chips are going to fall, it's going to be fine because it's meant to work out. It's going to work out. I've do my best. I like who I am. Hopefully they like me. If it doesn't work, it is what it is. You know, it's just understanding that you are not that thing anymore from the past. So stop overthinking it. And sometimes, man, just jump into action and make sure that you're not letting overthinking rob you of the time in your life where you should be living and not just existing and more so in some cases avoiding so that's what i got for this week everyone thanks again for staying with me please feel free to follow me on instagram mike muldoon lc facebook mike muldoon lc feel free to reach out to my website website, websuit, website, uh, mikemuldoonlc.com. You can reach me there. You can read some excerpts from my book I've written there uh, that I've actually currently been writing. Um, and I just, once again, for those loyal listeners who are with me every week, I appreciate your comments. I appreciate hearing from you. Um, feel free to email me if you have any questions anytime. Somebody, you know, just, you know, maybe you're going through something, feel free to reach out to me and uh, make sure you keep tuning in, all right? Until next week, wish you the best. Love you. Have a great weekend. Get up.